Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Assistant. I'm your host Zay, and this is Danielle. Inconsistent Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start off again with our the and card, right? Last time I think you read first, so I'm gonna ask you mine first. Okay. Are you happy we met, and why? <laughs> yes. Um, well, because we had kids, we got married, we. We moved to another state. We. That's why. Yeah, you're my you're my partner. I don't know. I feel like if we didn't met if we didn't meet, I never mm -hmm. would have got married. I feel like if we didn't meet. I can see that. People gonna think I'm a narcissist because my reason of why I'm happy we yeah. met is because it's like a, a me satisfying thing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like yeah, you know, like if I didn't have my partner, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah. My life was crazy. I can see that. I never um, back in high school, I didn't really see you as the marriage type, and you always used to tell me like. If I marry anybody, it's gonna be you. Yeah, Cause that's I'm not, a fact. I'm not marrying nobody else. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yes. Where do you think I waste money? Ooh, child. <laughs> I'd be a hypocrite. <laughs> I'd be a hypocrite. Uh, I think over the years you wasted money on a lot of things, but I think yeah. now it's food. But I'm the same yeah. way. Yeah. But I don't see it as wasteful if I'm being honest, because we got yeah. to eat. But I would say like we definitely. What was, my, what was my biggest waste of money? Uh, over the years? Like what? Not like over time, but like what? what's one purchase that I made that bothered you? Out of all the things like, you've ever like bought. That you felt was a complete waste out of everything I ever bought. I'm curious. It's not in the car, but I just want to know. <laughs> um, something that you bought that I thought was a yeah. complete waste. Well, I don't know. I don't think there was anything that you bought that was like a complete yeah, waste. Yeah, right, really? Yeah, I mean, eventually you end up using whatever you buy. I think you're, I, a whole bunch of things. I think the worst thing that you spend your money on is all of that stuff you used to do, the activities. Oh yeah, I guess, yeah. Like, um, yeah. I think on your vices, the, the, those are dumb purchases to me. Those were dumb, like when you okay, were smoking yeah. cigarettes and things like that because they like add up. Yeah. It's different when like you're just making one big purchase, mm -hmm. but like you're constantly buying cigarettes and they're like $8 a pack more than one time a day. I think, I think all of that, um, all of the wood that I got to build that booth. No, I don't see that, that as a bad time. purchase. No, I thought that was crazy. I barely used it for But you did music. use it though. I used it. But I barely used it for music. I was just okay. in there sweating, playing video games. Like, <laughs> okay, <I can> <laughs> I think that was such a waste. I was like eight hundred bucks. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that for sure. Yep. Okay, so today we want to talk about. This is more of a Donnie episode today, right? Because I wanted him to talk My about face. what you mean the face. <laughs> I want him to talk about his journey now, trying to find God and develop Ooh. a relationship with God, and. So I wanted to talk about, because when we posted our episodes on TikTok, the first thing that people say is like, <laughs> they basically think he's going to turn back into who he was before, right? And they always say, well, it doesn't matter if he found God because, and that's what everyone says. Like, oh, of course you found God, right? It that's like possible. the stigma. It's possible. Right, very possible. Yeah. The, stigma, the stigma behind giving your life to God is always like, they think it's like a blanket to everything. Like your problems aren't really gone. You just say that you know God and you're going to do it again. Mm. You're going to cheat again. You're going to do all these things again. So I want to shed light on like what it's really like when you give your life to God. Because I think people assume that it's like in order to give your life to God, you have to love God. And when you do give your life to God, you automatically are just in love and, you know, your relationship so is funny. perfect. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. Yo, the first thing I want to say is I was on Xbox the other day and I was I was on Xbox with um with friends that 
they're not my closest friends in the world, but they're people that know me from from high school. So every once in a while, we get on the game and we play. And um, mm -hmm. the one dude, we finally, I finally added him on, on Instagram since I'm having the new one. And he's seen Man of God in my bio. And the first thing he said was, Man of God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did oh, that. my God. But it's, God. Not, it's funny because I, I understand it because he course. also doesn't know me. He doesn't know the, the walk I've been, you know, right. that I've been stepping in. He doesn't, he wow. doesn't know the, the changes that I've made in my life. So it's like. I just laugh, and then it's it's so funny, like you said, like when yeah. when people hear that, like oh you you repent or like you you came into a newfound faith or you found Christ or something. It's almost like they're looking for a aha, like yes, you curse that moment. So it's yep. like I, I mm -hmm. said something on the Xbox, I curse, and like yeah, I curse, I still curse, I curse a lot, mm -hmm. and um I curse on the Xbox, and he was like he was like oh yeah, man of God, right? <laughs> like but again, it's so, it's like, yo, it bothers me that people do that, and it. And I told Donnie this before. I feel like those people, it's always a personal thing. Like they're yeah. projecting. It's like they hold us to such a high standard, and they believe that we hold ourselves to that standard. So anytime they see people that know God, they automatically assume that we we're all self righteous, that we all think we're better than everybody. But mm -hmm. that's how they see us, and yeah. they project that onto us. Why is it that because I know God, people assume I can't make a mistake? But for you, living in sin and not knowing God, it's cool for you to make mistakes because you're in sin. It's cool for me, but you can't I guess do that. They think, they think that that because you you chose Jesus, now suddenly you think everything's that perfect. You're better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's they crazy. project because yeah. they think that we think that they yeah. think that we think we're better than everyone and we're holier than is. thou. But I think it comes from them seeing us and thinking. We are better. They I think, that's think what, that. That's what people probably think when they when they mm -hmm. see us too. Like they see our relationship. They see us yeah. talking about these things, and they think we're saying this because we think we're better than other couples. Uh -huh. Or they think I'm saying like like the one girl who goes, "Oh, don't lump all men into this." That yeah. like I think I'm better than all men. Like right, no, no. I'm doing this to all. show you that we're not better, but like we're learning, and this yeah. is what it looks like. Like we made most mistakes. men will be honest about certain yes. things. I yeah. Feel like. Yeah. That's crazy. It's wild that he did that though. Like that's sick. It's that funny though, but I understand it because I did yeah. it to you. Like even when, like when I didn't that's believe true. in anything, like the second you would fly off the handle, like oh yeah, but you, oh yeah, but you, you you're this, you're mm -hmm. that, right? Da da da. Like right. always. Yeah. yeah but do you, where do you it. think that came from? Why do you think you did that? He, him? No, you. Same thing, probably. I don't know. You don't. It's almost know like it's like an aha, like got you. It's like a. Mm. It's like oh yeah, you're so better. You're so you're, you're so, so much pious. better. You're but so did you think? Did you think that I was better? Was there a part of you that felt like I was above you? I felt like you always tried to be, mm. and just that in itself, I had to try to knock you down mm, because okay. you're trying to be. Mm. Yeah. But now that you look <laughs> back, did you think I really was trying to be, or was that just a product of how you felt about God and how you felt about me? Both. It's yeah. a combination. Yeah, mm. both. Yeah. Probably both because I didn't believe in 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 the spiritual part of part it of in that yeah. sense. So in, in the in the natural, I only see you trying to be better. Mm. Like your faith doesn't have anything to do with it because it's not real to me. Ah, uh, uh, I see. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I want you to share like where you are right now in terms of like your walk with God and what it looked like. Okay, let's talk about like the first week that you were kind of like on fire for God, right, up until now, and how the different changes that you've experienced in your walk. That was the easiest. The first week. It's so crazy. Because mm -hmm. you would think, you would think, like, same thing with, like, like quitting a, a bad habit or something. Like, mm -hmm. you would think it would get easier as time goes on. But in my case, anyway, it was, like, the first week that I felt 
delivered from things. The first week I decided to truly repent from things and walk away from certain things. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can't even believe that I ever even felt this way or thought this way mm -hmm. or looked at this and did this. Right. Can't even believe it. I'm disgusted. Walk away. And then it's like, as the weeks go on, as things start to happen, as, I don't know, as you... It's like a weird honeymoon phase, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and then it's like, as things is going on, then yeah. you start to... As, as you, you know, you keep reading the Bible, you keep praying, you, you, you're, you're trying to be better. And it's like real life is still happening. Not saying like my specific circumstances brought it on, but it was more like the more I tried to dive in and get closer to God, the further I realized I was from him. Mm -hmm. And it was like, not in a sense that, how can I explain it? Almost like, um. Like the love part, like you said, right? Like I realized, I realized through through praying, I realized, and then through slowing down on my prayer, I realized like, like when I'm only doing things out of fear and mm -hmm. reverence, is the, right. if that's the right word. Yes. I'm not doing things out of a love for mm -hmm. God. And I also don't even understand his love for me because everything that I'm doing is out of fear. Yes. Like, and then every single bad thing that could possibly happen to me, I have to look at it in a sense. Like, and this is coming from a person that, felt like I needed to do a lot of repentance. Mm -hmm. I feel like everything bad that happens to me, I now have to accept in a in a totally different light. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like I had to accept it as like, even if it is a punishment, I deserve it. Mm. It was weird. Yeah. It was really weird. So to preface all of this, I guess, Donnie and I were in the office. And to be completely candid, he kind of was like, look, babe, I think my um, reasoning behind doing the podcast is not where it needs to be. I was like, okay, well, what are you talking about? I mean, because we got to be real how <laughs> no, the conversation yeah, sparked, yeah. right? So I was like, okay, why do you say that? And he basically was like, I'm, I'm not in it. My heart's not in it. I'm not doing it really just to help people. You know what I'm saying? I don't think my heart's in the right place. And I said, well, babe, why do you think that? And he's just like, well, I don't know. Because I, like you said, I feel like I'm just doing it because I know basically it's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm doing it because I'm afraid I'm not going to be blessed by God or whatever. And that's when I said to him, I said, Bay, I think the problem lies in your relationship with God, right? So you've given your life to God and now you have this, this reverence for him, but you're not, you don't love God yet. You're not in love with God yet. And so because you don't love God yet, doing something for him is going to be really hard because it, like I said to him, if you meet a woman and it's not like you're going to do things for this woman or maybe when you don't know her, you know, it's kind of hard to do that, right? And so that's when I told him, like, the love has to come into play. And like he said, you don't even know how to accept the love from God. And that's huge, right? Because, you know, Donnie, his father wasn't around. So it's like Donnie never had, like, an earthy example of what it's like as a boy or a man to love another man in that capacity. And so now here he is with this heavenly father, still a father. How do I accept love from this father figure? How do I love this father figure? I think men have an understanding that when it comes to another man in your life that you care about, there's this level of respect. I respect you because you're another, you know, figure in my life, but there's no real like affection between um, fathers and their sons and vice versa, right? It's kind of hard, especially for black men, I feel like there's no real affection. So because you weren't affectionate with your earthly father, how can you relay this affection to your heavenly father? Like, what is that like, mm. right? And something I always say is when you try to get to know someone, you wouldn't read a book that they wrote about themselves. You read it and be like, okay, well, I know everything about you. Shut the book and now that's it. Same thing with God. You can't just like read the Bible to know God and to know his heart. You have to talk to him and build relationship with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is 
when do you think you noticed really that it started to change from that honeymoon phase? Like what kind of switched for you? What switched for me was the was being honest. And then mm-hmm. again, it's like people that hear the podcast, people that hear the, you know, they, they don't really understand the the extent of my honesty. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so brutally honest, not yeah. only with my wife, but I'm brutally honest with myself. And yeah. it's one of the things that I love but I hate about myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like it it's it sounds crazy, but it's like um even like when talking about the podcast, mm-hmm. like not only did I feel like I was doing the podcast for, cause I felt like I was doing it for God and, and I, I wanted to be obedient, but I felt like, okay, I know it's something that could potentially blow up. I know it's something that could potentially bring me things. It could mm-hmm. potentially bring me to new heights and things like that. And then when Zay was like, okay, well, you know, well, isn't it, can it be both? And I'm like, it can, but I feel like it's more of this one. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, how do you know? Cause I'm just like, I just know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, it's just being honest with myself. And I'm like, and that bothers me because now I'm, now I feel guilty because yeah. I want it to be this one, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, how do I get to this point? And I think right. when I realized it was, that was, um, what was I doing? What was I thinking about? Um, oh, I think it was about? when you were, um, it was something with the episode that we had done. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was because I was yawning. And it was mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know if that's a, somebody has said something about that that yawning or the spirit of tiredness or something like that. And it's like every single time I sit down to do something, whether it's going to, to sit down and read with JoJo, whether it's to go sit down and pray, read the Bible. As soon as I open up the Bible, I start yawning. I start yeah, yawning. As, if you're tired. as soon as I start reading the Bible with JoJo, I start yawning. Mm-hmm. As soon as I start praying, I'm yawning. That episode when we were doing the podcast, because it wasn't really messy, because it was only really about spiritual stuff and it was only really directed towards, you know, God and, and the kingdom and stuff like that, I felt like that episode was was boring, boring you yeah. know, like not even to me, like I don't think it's boring because I like talking about spiritual attack. I like talking about spiritual warfare because I just started learning about that stuff, but mm-hmm. I thought it was boring to, to the listeners mm-hmm. and that's what made it aware to me that I'm like, Hmm, like where's my heart in this? Yeah. Because if I'm just trying to do things that if I just want to talk about things that are messy to try to get more views. more viewers and everything, like yeah. where's my heart at? Like because when I'm when we're talking about stuff that's really more important, like spiritual attacks, my heart is okay. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this one because maybe not a lot of people are going to tune into this mm. one. That's what made it aware to me that my heart isn't in the right yeah, place all the time. Place, so yeah. in, when she was editing the video, I was sitting there and I just thought about th- to the moment when I said it in the video, I was like this is boring, or this mm-hmm. one's going to be boring, or something yeah. like that. And I remember and I saying, like, like, well, yeah, we can't always have a trendy video right. because some people need to hear the truth. But um, I'm glad that you're able to be honest with yourself, and that's important, right? Because everyone needs to be honest with themselves. Yep. And I think even when you think about church and everyone going to church on Sunday, I feel like most people are not honest with themselves and being honest with other people and saying, look, I only do this because I know I'm supposed to. Because you go to church on Sunday, you pick up the Bible just to say that you did it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess because I want you to talk about like talk about the fasting thing. Right. When you felt like God <laughs> called you to fast yeah. and talk about that process of what it was like, where because the, I view that as God saying, come closer to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you when you realized God was trying to get you to come closer to him? So I think it was I don't know if it was that week or it was it was a couple of days after that conversation we mm-hmm. had. Um, but I kept Every once in a while, I just I open up a book and I start reading a, a different book of the Bible. And like every time I was reading recently, it just kept kept mentioning fasting, kept mentioning fasting. Then I'm watching YouTube videos and every, some people just started talking about fasting all the time. I'm like, yo, God, do you want me to fast? Like, is that what mm-hmm. this is? So then I, I just decided to start fasting, but I decided to not not eat at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all, let me tell you, this man. 
Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, the purpose of fasting is to like suffer. Mm-hmm. And if you suffer enough, then that calls God because it's almost like, okay, Jesus didn't eat for like 40 days mm-hmm. while he was in the wilderness. Yeah. So if you do the same thing and you suffer enough, it's going to, it's going to, you know, it, it opens your heart to be able to receive more of, of God's, you know, you, you'll be able to hear him more mm-hmm. because now you're closer to that that state of yearning, like yes. your, your flesh is now desiring something, but you're denying yourself something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I thought it was about. But right. in starving, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm asking Zay and I'm like, yo, babe, I just want to eat. Like, it's kinda, <laughs> But it's crazy because when I wanted to lose weight, I didn't eat for, for days. Yeah, it was bad. But then yeah. when it came time to fasting for God, it was hard. Yes. And I was now like, now that I'm doing it, not to lose weight, but I'm doing it for God. Now suddenly it's hard to not eat. Yes. Like, and I remember he, he literally, because he was in the office, I was washing dishes, and he texted me like, yeah, babe, um, you know, basically I'm trying to fast, but I'm, I'm struggling. Like, I'm hungry. Is that, you think that's the devil? And I said, well, yeah, babe, it could be. <laughs> I mean, the devil tempted Jesus too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I kept, he was just like trying to figure out how to fast, right? And he had like, he, I feel like he was even condemning himself in that because I was like, okay, well, there's different fasts, right? There's the, the Esther fast, there's the Daniel fast. So I sent him the Daniel fast information. He's like, well, bae, I feel like it's a cop-out. I feel like I'm trying to cheat because initially he was just not going to eat for how long? It was a week. A week, yeah. just not going to eat anything no at all. Either. And I said, well, bae, I think that that's a little disruptive to your health right it's not good but here's a daniel fast another way you can do it and he's like i feel like i'm cheating because i promised god that i would do this so he took a couple of days just to even figure out how he was going to fast whether i'm going to eat during the day or i'm going to eat only at night so finally he decides okay i'm not going to eat until like nine o'clock right later in the day and while he's doing all that i keep trying to remind him like bae you, you do know that the whole point of fasting is not just to stop eating, right? Because he was just not eating, but he was still doing his daily routines. And I said, well, babe, when you're, while you're not eating, you're supposed to use that time to pray. Because like you said, fasting brings you closer to God where you can hear him, but how can you hear him if you're not talking to him? So it's like you're fasting, you're not eating, but you're playing the video game, right? Or you're mm-hmm. doing the other things that maybe you don't really need to be doing and you could use that time for God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, babe, you gotta, you know... And so finally, one night we're in bed, and I think he was like, "Look, babe, I'm just gonna end the fast because I feel like it's not doing anything." <laughs> and I said, "Well, babe, that's because you're not doing it right. <laughs> you're like, you're not even talking to God. You have to be intentional about talking to God and building that relationship, right?" Mm-hmm. So, like I said, that was the like God is trying. And I, you did have moments where you're like, "Wow, what if this is why I, God needed me to fast?" Because, like you said, life was still going on, and I feel like. You weren't in a place to be like, wait a minute, maybe God is trying to give me some insight or wisdom or strategy about this place mm-hmm. in my life that I'm in right now. But yeah. you couldn't see that, mm-hmm. right? So I know for you, I, I was telling Donnie, like, and I, my best friend is in the same position, right? And I hope she don't feel the type of way about me saying this. But um, she knows God. She's given her life to God. But she got to a place in her life right now where she's almost like restarting. You know how in earthly relationships... There's ebbs and flows. There's moments where you guys are good and you're connected and you're close. But then you have moments where it's like valley seasons where y'all not really connected and seeing eye to eye. That's where she is right now in her relationship with God where she kind of has to restart and like build a new foundation with God. And I would go to her, being honest, and I would be like, girl, Donnie's supposed to have been delivered and he's given his life to God, but why am I still dealing with these things? Why is he still doing X, Y, and Z? And she's like, well, say I get it because I'm struggling with that right now. Because for him, I felt like, you would say you're delivered, but then you would do things that I thought you would have been delivered from. And I'm like, okay, well, what the heck, you know? But she was like, 
that's the beginning. That's what it looks like, that beginning phase. So you don't always give your life to God and like you're in love with him and you want to sit and read the Bible all day long and you're delivered completely from all of your sins and temptations. Like that's not what it was. And so in talking to my best friend, it was I was able to give you grace and show mm. you grace because I think talking to her, I, I'm able to see it objectively. Okay, well, you're struggling. I get it. That's normal. Looking at you, it's harder because you're my husband. So I'm mm. like, okay, well, there's certain things about you that I don't want to have to deal with anymore. So why am I still seeing this if you're mm. supposed to be delivered? But it's like now you're trying to build relationship. The door is open to God, but now you need that relationship with God where you can fall in love with him again mm. or fall in love in general. And I know that even sounds crazy, right, as a man mm. to fall in love with God, but that's where you got to be. Because one thing I said to him was, Bay, there are things that you don't do, not just because, like, oh, morally, it's right, I shouldn't do it, but because you love me, you don't do it, right? And you have to get to that place for God where you're doing it because you don't want to hurt God. It sounds like what you're talking about is I was doing some something crazy. No, he wasn't, and it wasn't anything crazy. <laughs> it was little things, like, for example, right, he got back on the video game because there was a time where he kind of took a hiatus mm -hmm. from the video game, and I'm in his office, and he's on the video game, and it's like, Soon as he starts talking to his game friends, he reverts back to that old Johnny that's kind of obnoxious and cussing mm -hmm. crazy like a sailor. And like mm -hmm. he doesn't realize it because like, hey, I'm just talking to my friends. He like gets falls right back into that mode. Mm -hmm. And so I said to him, I said, babe, when you get on that game, you don't realize like you're cursing a lot. Like you're going right back to how mm -hmm. you were. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, he doesn't even notice because that's just what you're used to, mm -hmm. you know? So I realized like, what it is is you have to maintain that deliverance. Mm. It's not just that you're delivered one time, and maybe there are things where you're just delivered from and you're good, but you got to maintain all of that, intentional about mm. everything. So he wasn't doing nothing crazy. <laughs> like, context. he wasn't doing nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, let me preface that. He wasn't doing anything crazy. It was just little things where, mm. like, hey, you know better now. You know what I'm saying? You know better, so you should probably be doing better. And I'm not going to ever condemn him and make him feel like, you know, you're a horrible person, mm. but, like, I think I still need to be like, look, babe, you got to check yourself because you kind of cussing crazy. Like, you, you're going back to who you used to be and you can't do that, you know? But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think, what else, did, what else have I noticed that, okay, even with you, like you said, reading the word, right? Mm -hmm. So talk about your process, like, when you're like, you decide, I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to read my word, and what, th what that's like for you. Because... A lot of people think, obviously, once you give your life to God, that's a part of it, reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. What is that like for you as, like, a new Christian? Um, what is it like for me? Or? Yeah, like, your process and how you feel about just, hey, opening the Word and seeing what that's like. So, me, me personally, I can't, I can't just, with, when it comes to anything, I can't just sit down and read something or I will fall asleep right. immediately. Mm -hmm. What I do is, um, so, like, when I get home from the gym, and I haven't done it in, in a couple of days, mm -hmm. but I get home from the gym, I put an audio Bible on on YouTube. And then I, I follow along, and I don't just listen to it because I'll also just I'll, I'll just daze out. But I follow along to it, and I like the fact that like the one that I listen to has the different voices, so I can differentiate. Because mm -hmm. when I'm reading, I get confused. Like I like the sentences like run talking, on sometimes. Yeah. I'm like I don't know who's talking to who. Like, mm -hmm. but the audio the audio helps. But when I read it, I don't know when I when I read it, it's almost like um, I read whichever book comes to my mind at the time. Mm -hmm. Or whichever book um, was mentioned in like a sermon that I was listening to, like if someone was speaking about somebody in um, somebody in Kings or something, or or if somebody mentioned Daniel, I would go and read Daniel. Read that. Yeah. And you read all of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, would, I would try to read all of it, but I would try to sit there for at least an hour mm -hmm. when I'm doing it. But again, I felt like I was doing it just because I'm supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. So then after a couple of days of doing that, like 
it was almost like I had to force myself to do it. Then I right. felt bad that I had to force myself mm -hmm. to do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, one thing I also want to say, which which is great, right? When we were having the conversation, when you were telling me that you felt like your intentions behind all this were wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And I started to tell you about me and how I feel and my relationship with God. And it was so crazy because at the time I'm thinking like, wow, you're, you're judging me. Like you're judging me mm. in that moment for me telling you how my relationship with God is. Almost like you were condemning me, right? Mm. Because I had explained to him that there are moments where I tell God, look, I feel like I'm being, like you're using me, but almost like you're taking advantage of me. And it sounds crazy to a new believer because like you have that, fear of him, that respect. And I respect mm. God, but I'm telling him, like, sometimes I feel like he's taking advantage of me and I want to see my fruits and, you know, I'm doing things for God. I'm being obedient, but I'm like, God, it feels like I'm... The metaphor I used was that it feels like I am holding a door open for a whole bunch of people to walk in the door and I'm waiting for God to, like, hold the door for me so I can walk in. Mm. So I'm telling Donnie all of these things and he's kind of like, you're wrong for feeling that way. Like, that's not okay. Like, we're we're sheep for the slaughter. Like, you got to be okay with that's just... That's literally what I said. That's work, work. <laughs> it's like, you got to just be okay with just doing things that God tells you to do. Like, you basically, you can't be complaining. You can't just want things. And so I'm trying to explain to him, like, I get it, babe. Like, I also talk to God about these things. So it's not like I'm... I feel this way and I'm deciding I'm not going to do what God tells me to do anymore, but I'm very, very honest with God where I can talk to him about anything. And I think the disconnect was there because you're so new to it and because you don't understand that love for God yet. You don't think yeah. it's okay to even have that type of conversation well, the, with God. The, the disconnect was was really because I was in, in the beginning of the conversation, it was, mm -hmm. it was as if you felt as though that feeling, mm -hmm. you were right, um, you were right in wanting something no not in, in wanting something you were right to expect something mm -hmm. and you were right um it was not, it was towards like the end of the conversation where it was like you were like no i understand that it's not okay mm -hmm. but that's my conversation with yes, god yes that's like, my that's, relationship with him and that's why i was like okay yes, now i understand these are conversations so, like, how, like, that we get to have falls with god on my heart and i yes. feel bad about something Mm -hmm. I condemn myself, but yes. you go to God about it. Right. Like, and that's, that's why that's I feel the... like the disconnect and the disconnect was there because, again, your relationship with God right now is based out of just reverence. Mm -hmm. You respect God and you fear God. You don't really love God yet. You don't know his heart yet. So when I'm telling you these things, again, your responses are going to come from a place of like, well, if you respect God, this is how your mindset should be versus me. I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't ideal, but I'm honest with God. Yeah. You need to get to a place where you can tell God, I don't think my heart's in the right place instead of just condemning yourself for it. That's a, I feel like that's another that's another revelation I had to come to where mm -hmm. it's like it's like okay, Donnie, like same thing how like people always say like the wilderness, right? Mm -hmm. It was like even that episode right before we, I got fired and everything, mm -hmm. it was like, "Oh yeah, this is what God has done for me. This is what God has done for me mm -hmm. because of this that, and the third that. I loved God, mm -hmm. or at least I thought I loved him the way that you're supposed to love him, but I really loved the things that he's done in my life. Mm. Because then when things get hard, when it starts getting harder to read your Bible, because you're worried about all these other things, when that starts happening, now you're realizing like, mm. like oh man, like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, it's hard. And you know, something I <laughs> want to share, because I want to be like transparent about mm -hmm. everything. The day you got fired, when we were laying in the bed, and you had said to me, like, I, had, I gave God everything. You were like, I, I was obedient. Mm -hmm. I got rid of all these, you know, I'm trying my best. Why would this happen? It was almost like that, 
you finally understood what it was like <laughs> to give your life to God and mm -hmm. love him. You know, like you said, like give your life and give him everything. And you feel like, why are you taking this away from me? Like, why did this have to happen? Yep. And a lot of us have those moments. And I, this is why I wanted to do this episode because people think that as Christians, we don't have those moments. We think that people think we think we're perfect, that life is perfect. Yep. After everything has been so good, why now would you yeah, do would this you, to why me? Why would you let them fire me? Yes. I was like, yo, like, I don't understand. Like, I'm not even yep. doing anything crazy. Like, yes. and now I lose my job. Yep. Like, you had that moment. Yeah. So like you said, and like something I told you was, like, if everything was good all the time, we would never need God. Because what it is is, okay, you've given me your heart, you've given me your life, but what about when you don't have this? Or you, you don't have this. Do you still love me? Do you still trust me? <laughs> Are you still going to come to me? Right? Because mm -hmm. like you said, he wants to make sure our heart's not in the place where we're just loving the things he's giving us. He wants yeah. us to love him. Everything is him. He gives us everything. That was like your first little taste. And I, I remember telling you, I would literally <laughs> laugh. And it wasn't I was laughing at him, but it was just so like amazing to see your transformation and your walk. Like yeah. you are really coming into this thing. Mm -hmm. Like that was the, the true test. Okay, you're giving me your life. Now, what happens if you don't have your job? This job that you become so comfortable in that has provided yeah. you with everything that you have. Yeah. Do you still love me and trust me? Who am I in your life now? Are you going to leave me because yeah. you don't have this job anymore? Yeah. It was crazy, babe. That was like, that. <laughs> that's so funny. And so one thing, again, when I was talking to my best friend, I realized that all of our walks are completely different. So for Donnie, your walk was, okay, you've had all these these things you were dealing with, temptations and all of that, addictions that you had to be set free from. Whereas me, I didn't have that. I didn't really have any addictions or anything that like I needed to really be delivered from. And when I gave my life to God, there wasn't that, I didn't have that moment of struggle initially in the beginning of my walk where I'm like, I don't know what to say to you. I don't want to talk to you. It was like I took off running, right? So to see you and to see your walk, it's so interesting because when I gave my life to God, I didn't have anybody to share that with. Mm. I didn't go through that with anybody. Mm. So I didn't have any friends asking me, yo, what's that like? Or for me to see what it's like. So I'm seeing you like, yo, this is crazy. But in like a good way, in the mm. most beautiful way, because now I can see like, this is what that journey really looks like. It wasn't like that for me, but here's mm -hmm. what it is for you, you know? So that's another good thing, you know. I don't want other people to see someone going through giving their lives to God and they may see the person stumble a little bit and they think, well, maybe you're not really a child of God. Maybe you didn't really get delivered because you're still doing X, Y, and Z, but it's a part of the process because giving your life to God is one part and then now you have to build relationship. And I told my friend, my best friend, I was like, it's almost like an arranged marriage where like now you're with this, you decided, okay, to say yes to this person. Now you're living with them and you have to figure out how to like navigate this relationship and build love with each other, you know, because you have respect for them. Yeah. But now I got to love you. I got to fall in love with you. How do I do that? Now y'all got to like, you know, spend time together and talk to each other. And that's where you're at now. Just trying yeah. to figure out how to get that desire yeah. to talk to God. So where I'm at now and what mm -hmm. I realized about fasting is, mm -hmm. um, I guess, like what you pointed out to me is like, it's really, you know, it's not just about not eating. It's not just about suffering. It's about mm -hmm. giving your time to God, trying to get closer to him. Mm -hmm. And it's also, especially if food isn't a hard thing for you, then not eating wouldn't really make much sense anyway, mm -hmm. if it's easy. To me, I felt like, okay, I spent a lot of time playing video games. Let me fast from video games. And the yeah. times that I, that I plan on playing video games, the time I plan on 
scrolling on my phone and doing mindless things, I'm going to open up this book and I'm just going to write letters to God. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to talk to him. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, and that's good to say, babe, because yeah. a lot of people think fasting is you just have to not eat food. But you fasting is just removing any distractions. Anything that keeps you from God, yeah. you remove that. I don't I don't know if it, if it's true or not, but I know like it it um I don't that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. It makes sense to to sacrifice something that you love doing yes. to give more time yeah. to God. It, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. You know, um, right. whether it be eating because I mean eating makes the most amount of sense sometimes. I feel like in most cases I feel like eating would make sense cuz mm -hmm. you do spend a lot of time eating, eating and yeah. you, we do eat in excess. Mm -hmm. You know. That's true. I think for the first time in history there's more people dying from overeating than from starvation. Yeah, like, that's, that's really that's true. A fact. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, I guess it's like whatever works for you, whatever you feel like um, God is calling you to fast from. I know for me, I'm not um, a frequent faster and I only fast when God tells me to. And I think that's just because I already do spend a lot of time with God. It's only in the moments where like, I feel like I'm really like, OK, I'm not really hearing you as well. And I know I need to. I would fast for like you know, two, three hours or four hours out of the day, whatever is necessary until I feel like I've you know, filled myself up that day enough with God. And of course, like when he just tells me, hey, I need you to fast, right? And so if you feel like God is leading you to fast, one thing I told Donnie too is, if you feel like God's telling you, you can also pray and say, well, God, how long do you need me to fast for? Because if God's telling you to fast, it's for a reason, because he's not just going to tell you something, you know? So you can say, well, how long do you need me to fast for? And he'll tell you I'm a day or 20, you know, 24 hours or three days water fast or Daniel fast. Um, and again, it could just be anything. Unless God tells you specifically, hey, fast from food. I don't want you to eat. Go ahead. But if it's social media, delete your apps yeah. for a while. This is, this is just this is just our opinions. But yeah. yeah that, that, that part is crazy, too, because we don't even realize how much things that... Because one thing that somebody said on YouTube was he was sitting down with like like Christians that happened to be millionaires and the rules that God has put in their lives is different. Like this mm -hmm. one dude who has a whole bunch of money in his walk, God has put on his heart to not have more than three cars at a time. Mm -hmm. That may have been something that could cause him to stumble and lose all his all his blessings or something like that. Like you don't know, like you may be the type of person, like people used to condemn my wife for wearing makeup on on her on her things. Like, okay, if, it, if makeup bothers you, maybe you're the type of person that idolizes makeup yeah. that you, you don't think you do but you do because you're in what's the store zara you're in mm. zara all the, is that the store the makeup store is it zara zara is the clothing store i'm screaming the, sephora sephora yeah <laughs> you're, you're in sephora like all the time spending yes. all your money on makeup giving mm -hmm. all your money to this stuff to try to look a certain way like yep. maybe maybe for some it's video games all day long you play playing video games when you're right. not being productive you're being slothful you're mm -hmm. is that the word slothful Sloth like, well, you know, you're, you're just you're not doing anything. You're yeah. not being productive because you're mm -hmm. playing video games all day. Like I'm supposed to be working on my real estate stuff, but I'm on Apex. Like it's like certain things I feel like we put ahead of things that should be happening. Mm -hmm. Especially we put them over God, where it's like picking up the Bible is so hard for you, but it's really easy for you to pick up the phone and scroll. Yeah, and it's like you know, like you, you never know. Basically, that, like, that's why I agree with what she's saying. I'm not mm -hmm. saying you know we're, we're yeah, right. and of course, like this is just again from my own experience. And, you know, and basically what he's trying to say is everyone has like their own convictions. So you can't place a conviction that you have on somebody else. And yeah, on YouTube, they used to tell me I can't wear braids in my hair, that I need to cover my head when I'm 
on YouTube, that I can't, I shouldn't wear makeup, I shouldn't wear jewelry. And I used to sit here and really be like, is that really what you got out of this word that I'm trying, I'm trying to share the word of the Lord and you're telling me that I shouldn't be wearing earrings or it's like, Maybe and, God telling you that you shouldn't be doing and, that. And respectfully, mm -hmm. okay, maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Is it your place to condemn somebody for that? No. Probably not. Mm -hmm. um, is that between my wife and God? Absolutely. 100%. And that's what people forget. <laughs> like it's all, it's all about your own personal relationship with God. So, again, you shouldn't condemn somebody. You shouldn't try to place your convictions on somebody else because everybody's walk looks different and it is different. You know what I'm saying? And you also, one thing I was, you shouldn't speak down on someone either, right? Because I've had recently someone trying to condemn me for videos that I've posted. And it's like, who are you to speak on someone else? Like all the TikTok comments and stuff are word curses against my husband and our marriage. And I'm, I know it's nothing's going to happen from it because I'm, we're covered, but it's just like, who are you to speak ill against me or someone I'm connected to or whatever, just because of your own beliefs and feelings. And, and more, more importantly, it's like, okay, you know, if, if you, if you are a Christian, if you are a woman of God, a man of God, what you're doing is hurting yourself yes. because it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles, that defiles a man. You, like yeah. you're, you're wilding, like, you mm -hmm. know, but my wife's always just going to respond with a God bless and it doesn't mm -hmm. really bother me too much. I'll be laughing, yeah. but, yeah. um, <laughs> for like, okay, <laughs> there, there is a, there is a possibility yes. that anybody will do anything right? There's always that possibility. There's yeah. a possibility that I will cheat again. There's a possibility mm -hmm. that you may cheat for the first time. There's mm -hmm. a possibility that you may run out of money and steal something from Walmart. Mm -hmm. There's a possibility that you may kill somebody because you get so tight on, yeah. on in, when you're driving on the road. There's a possibility. What I know is what real repentance looks like and it's it's how I'm walking right now. Mm -hmm. I know that. Yes. Like I, I don't know how to love God the right way yet. I don't know how to how to do a lot. I don't even know how to pray properly. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Like, but what I do know is mm -hmm. is how to repent. And I have right. repented. Is yes. that the word? Yes. I have repented and I walk differently now. I I I I choose different things now. Right. Constantly. Mm -hmm. There is a not not to defend myself, but to let you know that it, it, there's a difference between my wife just forgiving me and me going on about my life and mm -hmm. my wife forgiving me and me repenting right. for my sins. Like mm -hmm. That's a difference. And it's not repenting like, oh, just saying sorry to my wife. It's, right. it's asking God for forgiveness mm -hmm. and constantly proving myself to God every time yes. something pops into my head. Every mm -hmm. time there's a... I can't even explain it to anybody, especially if you're too self-righteous to... Uh -huh. To understand what it truly looks like, but it, it'll be the smallest things that will be on my heart that I will choose God every time. It could yeah. be, I don't even know, just like for example, I could be sitting in the parking lot to pick up Dream and mm -hmm. there's a, a pretty woman walking by and I know she's pretty. I'm in my mind reminding myself that that's that's a woman of God, that's, that's God's daughter, that's somebody's daughter. Mm -hmm. That's you don't need to look at her the same way keep writing this note like it's like something that simple you think it's it's all oh, okay yeah he's just saying that that is huge yeah because i promise you this I, and I, I bring it back to the way the way men think and i'm gonna chuck all men into it again <laughs> men think or the the most men think that 
those thoughts are just thoughts. Mm -hmm. I thought that those thoughts are just thoughts. I thought that even looking at a, a pretty woman and thinking, oh yeah, she's pretty. Oh yeah, she's sexy. I think there's nothing wrong with that because you're not acting on it when it is wrong, mm -hmm. right? And it's like sometimes it'll be hard, even as a woman. You may see a man and be like, mm, you know, like you know what women do. You may mm -hmm. see a, a waiter comes over like, oh girl, that yeah, wrong. Mm -hmm. Is it that crazy? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But it's like what's on my heart is like I have to be careful of even that type of stuff because that's how serious I'm taking my walk. Yeah. That's how serious right. I'm taking my repentance. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Now, again, not defending myself, but you, if you really do want to repent, that's what it looks like. Checking yourself every, every single time. chance you have to check yourself. You got to right. check yourself because you yes. can't make those same. You can't do the same things that you did and say that you repented. Right. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, because once you know God, it's like um, every choice that you make, it's easier to make the right choice. Let me not say easier, but it's easier for you to want to choose to make the right choice or choose the right decision yeah. because you have God. So it's like, he's not just doing it just for me. He's not just doing it for the sake of our marriage. He's doing it first and foremost for God because he understands that without God, I wouldn't have anything that I have. And I think that's why people assume that you'll do it again because they're thinking that you're just doing this because you love me, right? Like it's mm -hmm. almost like a an earthly or worldly like, oh, well, this right. is your wife. You're just and doing it, it for and her. And that, that makes sense because uh -huh. I'm sweating because I'm nervous. But that, right. that makes sense because it's like, okay, if you're thinking about a, a worldly man, a, a regular man, mm -hmm. then yeah, okay. If you're thinking about how I was, right. obviously my love for my wife, just like many men that have cheated, mm -hmm. it wasn't enough. enough. Right. It wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Now, that reverence, even if it's not a love for God, yet yeah, that reverence for God and my love for for my wife and my marriage, now it's enough. And mm -hmm. now it's enough fuel to make me make the right decisions mm -hmm. each time. Like, yeah. it, it sounds crazy. But That's again, true. there is still a possibility that you, that you can stray from that path. There always is. Yeah. But having God... It, now it's enough. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I think that's to... why it's so hard to say because you hear when people hear you say love is not enough, it's like, whoa, because like naturally <laughs> speaking, right. love is everything. If you love someone, you would never do it. And right. that was how I was for so long. Like, if you love me, you wouldn't have done this. And that was always my thing. I would tell God, well, God, there's no way that he loves me because yeah. if he loved me, he wouldn't have done X, Y and Z. There's no way. This love doesn't look like 1 Corinthians love. Right. And another mm. thing that I never got to say, and I want to say this, um, the people that the people that do go in the comments and they say, oh, you know, if he's capable of yada, 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 and he's capable of yada, mm -hmm. sweetheart, <laughs> the person that you love the most in the world yes. is the only person that is capable of hurting you to the degree. That extent, yeah. To, to that extent. It's, yeah. It, a stranger in the street will not be able to hurt you with their words or mm -hmm. their actions as much as your mother would. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? A yeah. stranger in the street slapping you in the face does not hurt as bad as somebody you love right. slapping you in the face. Right. It's different. Mm -hmm. Like same thing. I'm not not just talking about cheating. I'm talking about anything. A stranger in the street coming up to you and calling you a b word mm -hmm. probably doesn't mean anything. Right. Your mother. Your your husband, mm -hmm. your your best friend calling you a B word, it hurts more. Yes. Like you if you allow people into your life and you give them that part of you, that that vulnerability part, you're also giving them something to to, to hurt. You're giving mm -hmm. them not permission, but you're you're giving them access to that part of you. Mm -hmm. So it's like the only pe person capable of that is the person you're allowing into yes. your life. That that's true. Like, 
I don't that's know. That's very how true. To. That's no everything. Yeah, not not defending my actions, just right. saying. You and and it's like that. people know that. I think a lot of people are choose to be willfully ignorant True. and dense. Yeah, that's right. Because everyone knows that the person that you love the most can hurt you the most. They will irritate you the most. Yeah. Because again, they have that access, right? And and there's that level of trust. That level of trust, once that's there, it's like that is so important. And so like, yeah, if something happens, it's like, whoa, I gave you trust and you betrayed that, right? Betrayal can only happen if it is someone that you care about and you love anyway, right? So yeah. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. They know that though. I think I think in this regard, it's more like um like if you're a woman that that views that views certain things as red flags, mm-hmm. you're not married. Good, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we are married. Things are a little different. Yeah. You know, is is cheating and infidelity grounds for divorce? One hundred percent. If you're not married and you are in a relationship, first of all, you're not even supposed to be having sex. We're just gonna skip past that. But <laughs> you are, you know, it happens. Yes. You, most of the time, he cheats on you. Red flag. Yes. Yeah. Should y'all get married? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But you probably shouldn't have given yourself that part of you anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's probably why it hurts so bad. Yeah. You know, can y'all still get married? Yeah. You know, like, it, it's just one of those things. So I don't know mm-hmm. why people act like everything is so... Linear and just black so and white. So linear. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, they, they they want to. But I feel like, again, they put that stigma on people that are yeah. married and people that know God because they know that it is here. They know yeah. that it's important, that it's a big commitment. And so, again, it's like everything that applies to them shouldn't apply to us. It can't, mm-hmm. right? Because you're married and almost as if marriage and knowing God is like the ultimate band-aid to everything in life. And like yeah. you just, things are supposed to be great. And if you're married, you're supposed to just love each other and no one's supposed Yo. to make mistakes. And spe- speaking of red flags, right? Mm-hmm. Let me put things into perspective for y'all. Y'all, when I was, when I was dating Zaysha, everybody mm-hmm. in high school knew that Zaysha was it for me. Mm-hmm. This was before me and Zaysha was even a, was even a couple or anything. I would just tell them, my friend Taylor, my friend I think um, our other friend, I, I'm Everybody. not going to mention her name because I don't think she wants to be mentioned. Jeff. But um, yeah, our other friend Shout reached out to her like, oh, you guys are so um, such and such on, yeah. on your podcast. Donnie always mentioned, Zaysha was it for me. Mm-hmm. When we were dating, there was no thought in my mind. There was no inkling that any woman would ever would ever be enough to to bring me away from, from Zaysha. This mm-hmm. was before we were even married. There's women right now that there are men that they're thinking like, the ones, oh, red flags, all of that. Okay, there's men right now that won't give you a ring. Mm-hmm. Is that a red flag? Right. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But for, I was ready to marry this woman on the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. I was ready to marry her. I was ready to be faithful to her, all of that. Can't tell the future, though. Turns out I still cheated on her. Mm-hmm. There was no red flags. Right. You're looking for that perfect person there's not going to be any red flags for that perfect person, right? right. That does not mean that ex, that your your marriage and everything is just going to be perfect going right. on. Not saying he's going to cheat on you, but you don't know exactly what your marriage is going to look like. But it's yeah. definitely going to look something like this. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I think, like you're saying, even in the dating process, they looking you're looking for all these red flags. And so it's like once you see a guy and there's no visible red flags, you think, oh, this is going to be great. Going into right. that with that expectation or thought, you're doing yourself a disservice. Exactly. Because no one's perfect. It does not matter whether you're married or not. We are all imperfect humans. Marriage doesn't automatically make everyone perfect and take away everyone's faults and flaws. And we're just boop. Exactly. Perfectly polished. Yep. No, if anything, getting married, married exposes all of that extra stuff and all that yucky stuff. So it's like, 
you're dating, you don't see a red flag, you get married. Once you do happen to see a red flag, is that it? You're just going to call off the marriage? Exactly. That's exactly what happens. Exactly. Though. Tying it back real quick, just so mm -hmm. people don't confuse what I'm saying. Like, I was ready to, to marry my wife at a drop of a hat, and mm -hmm. I was ready to be super faithful. Me being so ready to, to marry a woman to some woman would be like, oh my goodness, like that's right. a Right, they good may see man. that while he's a great man. Meanwhile, yeah. there's a man that's holding off on marriage and you see that as a as a red flag. You, mm -hmm. you don't know. Either way, there's bad, there could be yeah, negative either things Either way, to it. Yeah. Like, you do not know. That's a good that's, point, That's what yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get that's at. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. So either way, it's just like you can't base it off of just, oh, are there yeah. red flags or are there no red flags? That man that is ready to marry you and y'all mm -hmm. just met two months ago, but mm -hmm. he's ready to marry you and no one else was. Right, so you look at that him That may like also gold. be a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, right? That's so true. You never know. You just got to be open and not, I don't mean open to mistakes being made, but yeah, you got to be open to imperfection because that's exactly what we all are. You shouldn't expect perfection from anyone and that also doesn't mean that you're just supposed to accept bad behavior because I think a lot of people assume that we're saying yeah accept it all it's not about accepting it but it's like being realistic mm -hmm. about relationships and humans and being honest and be like you know what yeah like maybe I can forgive this because we aren't perfect right yeah. like you can't hold yourself that to hurts. such a high standard thinking that yeah. like if I would do things a certain way and I'm a great person, the person I'm with has to also be equally perfect. Like, that's just... Yeah, again, not... You gotta be realistic. Not, not justifying infidelity anything. or anything. Right. Not justifying anything. I'm just trying to say, you know, um, when it comes to, especially dating, when it comes to marriage, get off your high horse yes. and work on you and yes. only work on yes. you and only focus on you, your walk, your repentance. Mm -hmm. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. So long as you do that, even if something does happen to you, like my wife... Maybe you'll be able to walk away from it or hold on to it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. yeah like, That's good. I hope yeah. you know what and I'm I saying. And I know I said that before, too. Like, we've definitely mentioned that before, too. If you're a man of God or woman of God, like, work on yourself. Work like, on yourself. You just yeah. have to. Like, that's all you can do. You can't focus on somebody else's imperfections or whatever because the more you focus on the faults and flaws of someone else, you're not worried about yours. You're not being fixed, but you're looking to make this other person this perfect person for you to fit this mold for you and it's like you're not even and that's another thing too a mm. lot of people are looking for marriage you're not even ready for marriage you're not even who you need to be and you know but you're expecting someone to approach you and ask for your hand in marriage you're not even in top shape yeah i remember there was there was um a while back when we did one of these this mm -hmm. was before i was saved and we're we're having one of those conversations and i was like when you get married it puts an imaginary weight on your relationship. Mm. Now I know that the weight isn't imaginary. There really is a weight to it. And it's that covenant that you have with God, mm -hmm. but you don't realize it. And especially if you're not ready for marriage and now that you are suddenly married mm -hmm. and suddenly you are married, it's almost like, hmm, before we were married, I was making a decision to be with you. Mm -hmm. I was making a decision to be with you every single day. I was making a decision to be faithful to you every single day. And it didn't matter if I was or not. Mm -hmm. Now that we are married, it's like, Every single day that I'm with you, it's it's not a choice anymore. Mm. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Now, every day that I'm with you, I made the choice that day when I said I do. Now, every day is a must. Right. It, it, I, don't, I, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's like, that's how it is in my mind. Right. That's how it felt anyway. At you know the what time. I'm saying? So, like, I have to. It's not a choice anymore. Now, you feel it's like, like obligated. Yeah, you feel like, like you were trapped. Right. Mm, and I feel like a lot of men, that's why marriages are declining because a lot of men do feel like, well, why would I 
give up everything to be yep. trapped in this relationship with this person, right? And yep. like they say marriages only benefit women and it's a business thing and all of that stuff. But that's a great point. There is that weight there. And I think that weight, that level of commitment that men are so afraid of, you may not realize that it's a spiritual, the spiritual part of it that, that's heavy for you. You're just looking at it from an earthly standpoint, like, oh, well, I have to live with this woman and the, she's the only woman I get to be with for X amount of years. Mm -hmm. And that you think that's the terrifying part. But I think subconsciously that fear is there because you know there is something else there. You don't know, you can't put a name to it though, but that's what it is. It's the covenant with God. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what you're running from because you know that requires a lot more than just loving this woman the right way. Like there's so much more to that. Yeah. So now I guess you can see marriage and you, how do you feel now about marriage? Like, how do you view marriage now? As a, as a, as a badge, like mm -hmm. as a, and I think I was, I was having this conversation when I was in New York. I, I, I view it, I view it way differently now. I view it as a, and especially when I talk to other people, like I used to, uh, even a couple of years ago, if I talked to you and you told me that you were married for, for 40 years, I'm looking at you like, yo, that's bananas. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking at people that are married for 40 years and I'm like, like it's battle scars. Like they have mm -hmm. some type of like, huge shout out trophy to you. and I'm yeah, like, yo, that's impressive. <laughs> like that's crazy. Yeah, that's so true. You know, cause it's like, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, that's so true. And it's so easy. It's so easy to get a divorce. It's so easy to to just throw it throw it away. Yeah. Like that's the easier. That's thing. what I said the other time. Again, said, not justifying infidelity. I'm just mm -hmm. talking about in general, in general because yes. I feel like so many, people get divorces for the craziest of yeah, things. Yeah, just because they we don't we can't communicate well. We don't see eye to eye. Oh yeah, money, finance. And that's it. A yeah, problem. everything. So it's like I said in the other episode. To me, walking away and getting that divorce for whatever reason, unless it's like physical abuse, is the weaker option. Because the way I see it, everything else you can fix. You can't communicate. Y'all can fix that. Yeah. And infidelity could also be a form of abuse, you know. Yeah, especially. everything. That's what I'm saying. So, like, again, it's like what works for you. But to me, I'm like, if you are if you decide to get married, that that is a commitment. Don't say you're going to get married just for the heck of it. Like, you got to be, those vows that Facts. you say, like, you really got to uphold those vows. Facts. For better or for worse, and there's there's moments where it will be at its worst. What are you gonna do? Just walk away? You can't throw it away. If you go into marriage just thinking like, okay, well the first blip we run into, I'm out of here. Don't even get married. Facts. Don't even do that because you're not ready for commitment. Just stay dating, which is fine. You want to do that? That's fine. But don't enter into marriage with the mindset that you're not gonna really be in this thing forever, and then try to downplay marriages and try to say that marriages don't matter. It takes a lot to be married. It takes more strength to choose to be married to somebody and to go through that. I agree. I don't think I don't think um, getting a divorce is the weaker option. I think it's the easier one. Hey, that's my opinion. I think sometimes it's also the right one in yeah. certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. It can also be the right choice, I feel yeah. like. Let me not say that it's weak because you're right. I just feel like... Yeah. I guess to say, like you said, it is easier to just go ahead and get a divorce. And again, I'm talking about the divorces that happen when, again, it's simple things that can be fixed. Like, oh, we just don't see eye to eye anymore. We don't agree with each other anymore. Or like, we've just grown apart. Yeah, what does not, that mean? Not saying right or wrong. Right. I'm saying easy and hard. Easy and hard, yes. Like, <laughs> what is easier? We just grew apart. We're just not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. we, we, we're, we like different things now. What do you mean? Yeah. It would have been it would have been much easier for mm -hmm. Zay to just divorce me. Yeah. It would have been much easier for that. Mm -hmm. Would it have yeah. been harder to raise our kids, both of us? Probably. Yeah. Now it's easier to raise our kids because we're both together. Yeah. Because we chose the harder option of staying together mm -hmm. and working on us. And that's and not to say that we're things. better. Not to say like, that we're better. Yeah. I'm just saying like there's 
It's pros and cons. To everything, like, yeah. Like, okay, infidelity is a deal breaker. Da-da-da. Okay, bro cheats on you. You, you're in the right to divorce him. Absolutely. But you do have kids involved. Mm-hmm. And you didn't take that into account when you did get that divorce. Mm-hmm. Now your kid is going through something that the infidelity thing could have just been between y'all two and you maybe could have worked past it. Yeah. But now your child is involved in the in a divorce and being in a split household. And right. now they're now they're affected by it when it could have just been closed door, having the discussions, having those arguments, working mm-hmm. on that. Not saying that that's easy. Not saying that that's what you should do. Yeah. Pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Like, and weigh think, the um, options before you just sign that paper because, mm-hmm. oh, deal breaker, right? Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Another thing that you have to do when you get married is understand that your ego and your pride cannot survive. It just it can't coexist. Love and pride, it just it, it can't work. So I think the reason why infidelity is so crazy is obviously because it hurts, but like it's also a pride thing. Yeah. How are you going to cheat on me and expect me to stay around? So that, yeah, and because it's a commandment. So yes. It's, like, it's kind of that too. Yes. Yeah. And if we're taking it out, like okay, forget about the commandment. It's also just like I can't put aside my pride to stay with you, yeah. or even put aside my pride long enough to think, okay, well, why did this happen? Could we work this out? Because you're just so hurt that it's like, well, no, I'm not here anymore. But what if the man or the woman has a sex addiction? They need help. You know what I'm saying? Like, put aside your pride to, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and the only way that you're able to do that is if you know God. And I know, like, people don't like to say that. Like, But everything does lead back to God because he's the only one, like I said previously, to help someone love you the right way. The only one who can deliver you and heal your heart. And it's only God that you can do that. Only him, for real, because yeah. you're not going to be able to put your pride aside in your own human strength, because we're humans and we're imperfect, you know? Marriage takes a lot, a lot of, like, chipping yourself away and a lot of the other person chipping yeah. you away, too, so that you can then become this polished, better version of yourself. That's what yeah. I think. Just to give you a context, and maybe it's, it's, it's foreshadowing, like, why I'm a cheater, right? But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, just to give y'all context, I forgot how old I was. I was probably I was probably sixteen or seventeen or something. Mm-hmm. My um my aunt, who's kind of like a sister to me because of the age gap, she was already married and she had she had her first kid. Um, she was cheated on by her husband. Um, and in my family, you know, them being Jehovah Witnesses, they don't have the real God. So, you know, the things that come out of their mouths are crazy. And they don't really consider all things right. Mm-hmm. Um, me growing up without my dad, I'm aware of certain things that they weren't because my mother, my uncles, my aunt, um, they all had their mother and their father. So they don't think the same way that I do, mm-hmm. right? The same way most people do, or most black people, I feel like, right. most, most black men, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But um, so in, in that, there's like a family kumbaya discussion where, you know, it's all out in the open that she was cheated on and she's upset and crying about it and everything. And my grandma first one, you need to leave that N-word. You need to leave that N-word. Oh, F this, F that N-word. She was saying freak. She wasn't saying mm-hmm. no actual word because, mm-hmm. you know, they Jehovah's Witnesses, but they're not just. Yeah, they still. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, my mother, same thing because, you know, she's been cheated on multiple times. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, oh, yeah, nah, 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 you need to stop being stupid. I'm telling you from experience, da, 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 I know this, that, and that, da, 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 again. Nobody taking into account there's an infant sitting right there. Mm-hmm. I know what that infant gonna grow up and think about. I mm-hmm. know what that infant's gonna grow up and feel. So I'm the only one as all of this conversation is going on, all of this argument, 
I take her into the room, and I'm, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure I was like 16 or something at the time. I took her into the room. This was like the first like grown-up conversation I've ever had with her, mm -hmm. like on that level, because it was always just like play conversations, mm -hmm. always like you know laughing and joking all the time. That was the first time I took her into that room, and again, this could be. I'm, I'm, I was biased because I already knew I was going to cheat in the future. So I'm telling her these mm -hmm. things. You could take it like that. But we go into the room and I'm telling her, I'm like, Nani, I'm like, everybody's telling you this, that, and the third. I'm not telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind, you have a baby now. Mm -hmm. And that baby matters. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what it feels like. Just keep that baby in mind. Because I felt like... Nobody, nobody kept me of, in mind. Yeah. That's nobody how I felt. That's how I felt. And I'm not saying that's what Zay was thinking about when she was, mm -hmm. she, that could have been a factor, yeah, but that's how I felt growing up, that nobody took me into an account yeah. why my mother and my father didn't mm -hmm. didn't make it work. Yeah, you got to take everybody and everything into account. How does this affect the kids? How does this affect our finances? How does this affect everything as a whole? Stuff because it's not just about you. You know, it's divorce is a very pride. selfish decision to make. And if that's a decision you're going to make, Think it's rude. It can be a very selfish yes. decision mm -hmm. if there's children involved. Yes. It can be, yes. Mm -hmm. it, and it can be, especially if you didn't at least, because I felt like, and I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs because I was very young, but I felt like my mother and my father didn't at least try mm -hmm. to work whatever it was out. So mm -hmm. even when they're telling me the reason why they couldn't, especially because I couldn't see, I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, you, and no, nobody told me they did because I'm pretty sure they, no one tried to work it out. It mm -hmm. was like, a, a, okay, yeah. done. It's I'm not going to tell you what happened, but... It, and it wasn't infidelity, but um, I mean, it was it partly. Was. It was. It was partly. But um, it yeah, was yeah. holy. It was no. Yes, it was. It was. It was infidelity. It was infidelity. Okay. Yes. So um, but yeah, I felt I felt like nobody nobody took me into account, and I felt like they um, when they were telling me, oh, you know, because this happened and because that happened, that's why it was not enough for me. Yeah. It was not enough justification for me to not grow up with my father. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. I was still mad. I still right. grew up hating my mother because I watched her um, try to chase after men to try to bring a man into my life. And I grew up hating her. Yeah. I grew up hating her because I also grew up in a cult where mm -hmm. her mother's calling her a slut and a whore and all of this stuff because she gets disfellowshipped and nobody can talk to her because mm -hmm. she's trying to bring a man into my life. Like, it's a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, you know. I think about a lot. Yeah, you don't. You don't think about those things. Think about the kids. Think about the kids. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point to make, that these kids know a lot of what's going on, which is why when we were in our the phases that we were in, I hated it because they were around. Mm -hmm. And one thing I always pray now is like I pray that when they get older, they forget all of that. They don't even remember the arguing and all the things that they saw or witnessed with us being that way or all the times that we were separated and there was no stability in the home. Because yeah. that's one thing I cared about more than anything was like I want our kids to be stable. I don't want us bouncing around, you know, and they're seeing us argue and all of that. And, and if, mm -hmm. if anything, our kids, you know, because you can say whatever you want. You can say, oh, Donnie's going to cheat again. You can say that, okay, maybe, maybe that will happen. Mm -hmm. And if it does, one thing that my children will remember mm -hmm. is that their mother tried. Yeah. And I promise you, that mattered to me growing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm biased, but I didn't see my mother try, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I'll leave it there. Yeah. But yeah, again, we're not trying to say that we're better than anybody because, oh, we, we stayed, but we're just trying to show that there is another side to all of this, that to infidelity, yeah, to marriage. There's a whole other side, and we want to be the ones to be transparent and honest about yeah. it because... Real yeah. quick, yeah, that other side, the, the man didn't think about it when he did, did, the, did what he did. He mm -hmm. didn't think about it when he punched you in your face or mm -hmm. 
put a needle in his arm or when he mm-hmm. went and cheated on you with, with Shorty down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't think about it either. Right. But I'm just saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's not just all on women to just accept what men do and none of that. It's, it's on both parties. Both parts, but Especially yeah. if you're a woman of God and you're with an unbeliever. You already wild out there. Yeah. And we can talk about that the next episode. Yeah, it's so funny. Episode. Jada was like, hey, can y'all talk about that? No, yeah. she literally texted me that today. So we'll oh, talk yeah, about that next. Talk about that, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, like we said, we just, yeah, we're good. Um, we just want to show that there is another side and... You know, to wrap it up, I feel like a lot of people do talk about marriage, and when they talk about marriage, they don't go in depth as we do. And I feel like it's because shame and like worried about what people are gonna say. But like, we want y'all to know the absolute truth mm-hmm. about everything. Like, even having God in our relationship, how it's still not perfect, but like, we're growing and we're getting better, and our marriage is evolving and these all com- of that. These conversations are really odd. These conversations yeah. really happen. Absolutely, yeah. The real combos. Yeah. So um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and got something from it. I know I say that all the time, but I really do. Like, we really got to do this to to help whomever, even if it's just one person. So you guys can stay connected with us on all social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at The Kingdom Assistant. Um, I do want to say that I'm not, we're not uploading like full clips to YouTube anymore, but they will be on Spotify. So if you want to actually watch us as we have the conversations, just go ahead to Spotify and you can find that link in the bio of our social media pages. Um, also want to shout out Bay because he is a realtor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And so if you're looking for a home in Texas or you know someone's moving to Texas or you just have questions in general about the home buying process, whatever, you can reach out to him on Instagram at Danielle Sells DFW and on TikTok at, I'm sorry, I keep getting that mixed up. Um, on Instagram is yes. Danielle Sells underscore DFW. Mm-hmm. And on TikTok is Danielle Sells DFW. So okay. Instagram has the underscore TikTok does not. And also YouTube, Danielle Sells, where he's kind of vlogging his journey with the real estate and also showing homes and things like that. I haven't so, done it in a while, but I need to get on my yes, YouTube. We're going to get on our Zoom. Yeah. Don't worry, y'all. But thank you guys again, and we'll see you guys in our next episode. Bye.